0: Welcome to Rock Solid Ministries Frontline Servants Program, where we visit with men and women on the front lines of kingdom service. For more information about our free revival ministry, or to explore more of our audio and video recordings, or our printed materials that are free as well, visit our website at rocksolidministries.org. Again, rocksolidministries.org. My guest today is retired preacher Duane Hornbeck. I met Duane when he was minister of the Hot Springs Arkansas Christian Church way back in 1978, and I was serving First Christian Church in Gould, Arkansas. Duane was a tremendous encourager to me as a young minister and an invaluable asset and source of information to me and the church in Gould as we went through the process of withdrawing that congregation from the Disciples of Christ denomination. It's important for our listeners to note today that Mr. Hornbeck suffered a stroke some time back, so he will need to share with us in a manner that is thoughtful and deliberate. So I hope you'll take the time and listen to a man who's got a lot of experience on the front lines. Brother Duane, tell us your story.
1: All right, thank you so much. My uh, venture with the Lord Jesus Christ began with uh, our minister. Uh, his name was Harold Maffitt. And uh Brother Maffitt was a tremendous man of God. And and he had in, in great influence and and uh, uh teaching us, uh, especially he uh, he spent a lot of time with young men uh and, and wanting us to uh follow the ways of God. And so we we uh we ha- actually had a revival meeting for a few nights. Uh, and nothing but just us young teenagers uh, did the preaching and uh, every, everything else on it. Well, that kind of inspired me a little bit, and uh, so he asked me one day, he said, do you want to? You really want to preach? And I said, yes, I do. Uh, I want to preach. Uh, I feel like that's what God is, has in store for me. And uh, so I, I thought, well, the best thing I can do would be, be to uh uh, graduate when I graduate and from high school and, and go to Ozark uh, Christian College. Well, the, one of my friends with, went with, with me. Uh, we were greeted there on a, a morning that we arrived downtown and we parked our car behind two police cars and a police car across the street that uh, in a restaurant there, and so we went in and had breakfast. When we came back out, all of our co- all of our clothes had been stolen. <laughs> oh. So that was a good introduction to Joplin, but Joplin <laughs> was a pretty pretty good place to to be. And Ozark was really good, uh in teaching the word of God and trying to prepare us. And so, uh, what, what what
0: year might that have been?
1: That was back about. Uh, fifty eight
0: about nineteen fifty eight somewhere in that range like that. right
1: and uh uh so i uh did a little bit of preaching uh, a few times at at our home church and um uh, decided to go to uh, uh ozark uh christian college and uh so I, I, that's what i did and uh when, when we uh, came back then, uh, I was able to do a little, bit of, a little bit of preaching in various places. And and so uh, my preacher, uh, Brother Matthew asked me again, he said, Are you sure you want to preach? And I said, Yes, I do. Uh, he said, Well, uh, there's a little church uh, not too many miles from here, about uh, 50, 60 miles, uh, that does not have a minister. It's a little country church, and they haven't had a minister for, minister for several years. The name of it is Dark Corner Christian Church.
0: That's an odd name, isn't
1: it? There's uh, You wonder about the dark part. Well, mm-hmm. there was you know, years ago, back in the horse and buggy days, uh, there there was a, it's come to a sharp corner, but there were huge trees on both sides of that road uh, as it made that curve so that during the daytime, uh, it, it was even dark then that because of the leaves that were up so heavy on it, and that's where the Dark Corner came in, huh. and so uh, they, but they built the uh, Dark Corner Christian Church there, but they had not had a minister for quite a number of years, and so they were running around 34, 35, and so I came one over and, and, uh, uh, preached to them, and, uh, within a, within a few, just a few weeks, like, uh, the attendance began, began to, uh, uh, on up and we began, because most, it was mostly men that came, I mean women that came, but uh, then the men began to come and take more interest in it. And uh, we uh, grew in and, and did real, real good. And uh, so we uh, decided that because we had quite a few young people to have a, a vacation Bible school. Oh, they had never had a vacation Bible school there before. And so uh, we, uh, for the first year, we averaged just a little over 100 a day. My and goodness. And we only had two the classrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine how, how packed they were in there. But uh, automobiles would pull up and literally kids would be hanging out the windows. Uh, they would be so full. And then, back then you had a two weeks of vacation bible school, and so we averaged uh uh, uh around a hundred and a hundred and ten I forget exactly the exact amount. The second year was a hundred uh, nearly uh, nearly a hundred and fifteen uh mm. average attendance uh and and they just they just came from everywhere, and so that opened up that many more uh windows. And and the reason that I was in, in the ministry is because I had a passion for souls. And and I I, I talked to these young preachers and I'm talking to each one of you that for thinking about being a ministry. Uh, if if you don't have a passion for souls, why are you wanting to be a preacher? Yes. Um, you're out there to, to to win souls for Christ. And but you have to have a passion, that is you have to put up with Things. You have to be out at, uh, late at night, maybe, or early in the morning, but whatever it takes to reach that person, whether it's a man or a woman or a teenager or whatever, but you have to be devoted to doing that, and that's your number one goal is, God, what do I do? Uh, what am I going to be able to say today? You speak through me, instead of thinking about, well, you know, how great it is that I'm a preacher at the church. Uh, that's not what it's about. Yes, sir. It's about winning souls for Christ. Yes, sir. And um, uh, so we we had uh, just uh, lots and lots of baptisms, and there was a on one occasion we had a revival meeting, and we had twenty uh, some people that came to be uh, baptized who we never had ever given their life to Christ, and but we didn't have a baptistry. We had the only baptistry we had was a fish pond, which was about a quarter of a mile down the road, and they'd been uh, built there years and years ago, but it was muddy-looking type of water, but uh, we, that was where I, I weighed out and it. I was nearly up to my knees in, in the mud, but each one of the people who came who had confessed Christ as, as the Lord and Savior uh, came out and... Uh, uh, Baptism, and then uh, just before we were ready to leave there was a couple of different ladies who just kicked their shoes off and waited out in their Sunday best and said I'm going to be baptized. Well the last one that came out was she was short and a little on the chubby side shall we say and that was a good thing but when I I, uh, uh, started to put her under the the water and baptize her I stepped back. But there was nothing there because that's with the, the the uh where they had taken all the dirt out and to build the levee around there. <laughs> oh. And so we were both both going to be going underwater. <laughs> so I quickly shoved her back toward the uh bank and held on to her and that pulled me back back up so that I didn't fall in again. So needless to say, the next uh Sunday, uh I Called the men of the church together, and I said, "Fellas, we need a baptistry." Well, some of them read, and some of them didn't, and I said, "Well, you know, I uh, I don't want to drown, and I don't want anybody else to drown out, uh, in that." Uh, so, at any rate, long story short, uh, we 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 got the baptistry made, put it in, and one of the wonderful wonderful ladies from my home church and do it. Came down and she has a, has a beautiful uh, uh, picture that she painted uh, in the background of that, and uh, th- that was just so wonderful. And so uh, we began to we continued to grow, and uh, uh, so I told the fellows so once again, you know, if we average a certain amount, uh, would you be willing to uh, to build on uh, more? Rooms because we just their kids are just sitting in each other's laps, and they're on the floor, so I'm standing up, and they said they I said, well, yeah, sure, you know if we if we i said well, if we average seventy four uh a week and in attendance, would you do that and they uh they murmured a a little bit and then they finally said, yeah yeah we'll 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 do it well we we averaged one more than what the average for the month. We than, than what we had set for it. So they said, "Okay, all right, we let's build it." So they did, and then they uh, I got married to my beautiful bride Barbara, and uh, uh, they built us a uh, parsonage, and uh, so we were able to live there rather than drive back and forth and that was the beginning of, uh, of one of the most wonderful times. I mean, I still call uh, Dark Corner, that's, that's one of my favorite places to be, sort of home. Uh, there were people all up and down all those streets. There was black, there was white, because that's a, a, uh, an area of growing uh, farms of uh, cotton and things of that nature. And it didn't make any difference to me, you know. Color doesn't mean a thing in the world. It's it's the soul that's there. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't think it was actually, when you sit to thinking about it, what color was Jesus? Well, if he looked like any other person from over there, he's probably in between what we would say white and black. Yes, sir. It's kind of a tan, deeper tan. Mm-hmm. I mean, who cares? I mean, nobody cares because that's not what goes to heaven. What goes to heaven is your soul. That's you. And, yes, sir. And God has, has things all planned out. So it, it just doesn't make any difference. So we were able to be calling on people. Uh, and I'm telling you, there's just houses everywhere. And and uh, it was just a pleasure so uh, from there, then I decided I would need to go back to Bible College again. I uh, at Ozark uh, Christian College in Joplin, Missouri, and so Barbara and I uh, uh, moved up there, and uh, and I spent a year up there, but uh, uh, things were just different. I I missed well the the, the churches were with more or less. Uh, satisfied if you just came and preached, and mm-hmm. it was not, the, not uh, the evangelism. So where I was preaching was one of the top type of churches that, uh, that was uh, on the list of uh, preachers, and uh, uh, they, uh, they said, you know, there's, there's no use going out and trying to find new people because there's not any. Everybody goes to church. <laughs> and I said, I said hi. we know better than that, yeah. don't we? You better believe it so i, I went back went to going out and uh uh rather than calling on people who go to church there uh I went out into the countryside and in a three mile radius of there, I ended up with thirty two families that did not go to church anywhere and uh you know, it's just just if you look for them, you find them. Mm-hmm. And that was my that was my job. My job was not to go up there and preach just to fill in. My job was to go up there and present Jesus Christ and to win souls for Christ through His Word, through His Holy Word. And so that's that's why I I went. And uh, and this is
0: I want to clarify. This is while you were going that went back up to Ozark. For school, right. and how? Where was where was this church? Was it up towards Kansas City? Yes. It was
1: okay, up towards Kansas City. Okay,
0: so you were you were just going for the weekends, but you wanted to do more on those weekends.
1: Oh yes, right. 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 Okay. Uh, because we both uh, had a job to, play. we had to have a job, uh, working barber did uh, some things. Uh, in the helping school because we had rent to pay and, sure and for food and everything like that. Uh, thankfully, back then, uh, gasoline was a whopping 19 cents a gallon. Oh, my. So,
0: <laughs> How did you live with that? <laughs> of course, it, pay wasn't, wasn't so big back then either.
1: No, no, it was not. Uh, the matter, as a matter of fact, the little church where we had preached up there uh, was about... Uh, I've And now the exact amount somewhere around uh, forty dollars uh,
0: to drive there, preach, and and get home.
1: Yeah, and and uh, that was that was good, good, good payment. But uh, once again, uh, maybe maybe it was just because I was hard headed. But you know, I I I want to I want to be looking for souls and for Christ. Uh, not just people who go to church. Uh, I mean, anybody can do that, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but you know, if you're going to go into the ministry, don't go in there and, unless you have a passion for souls. You know, go in and, and you, you can work for the Lord in all the different ways. But you got to, to have a passion for these people, because there many of them are are so far off track. That they really don't know anything about Christ and about salvation, and and you 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 have to if you're not convincing them with your life and your words, you're not going to be able to win them and get them to even listen to you. So that's that your, your 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 responsibility is how can I reach this person for Christ, and uh, it isn't it isn't always taught in the classroom. You find it out by getting out there in the the field and working. Yes, sir. And then then you can uh, uh, see what works and what does not, and uh, that's what I've always tried to do. And so to keep myself uh, on on the spot of of what I'm doing, supposed to do, uh, I kept a a manual. I've got these manuals with me even today. of what I did every day or every week, how many calls I made, how many baptisms, how many, you know, of this or that, whatever it was, attendance wise, Sunday school, church, evening, all mm. of these things that uh so that I can see are we progressing or or not.
0: I think that's a good way to do that. I, I always did that when I was in the local church. I kept records and I still have those on a file uh i haven't looked at them in years, but I know they're there
1: yes yeah and, and and it makes you feel good you know when you when you especially when you meet somebody that you haven't seen in a you know, quite a long time that was there and uh uh came they just came out and said, Thank you you know it's good to see you again uh, yeah. but it but it's uh has in, in so many ways. Uh, and nowadays, uh, especially here in the United States, uh, of of uh, entertaining, mm-hmm. shall we say, with, you know, a great uh, program and having really nice, really good music and so forth. Um, uh, that's not in the Bible that you need to have that. Each of the men that went out with Christ uh, in their life, they went out headed for destruction in in many cases. But they went because they loved the Lord. And they went independent, shall we say that they call it the the Lion's Den <laughs> yeah. where they knew they were gonna get in probably get in trouble. But that didn't stop them from preaching and teaching the word of God. And and I'm afraid that like here in America today, we're we're slacking off because we're afraid we're going to be offending someone with the truth Mm -hmm. and we cannot allow that to happen Uh, this is what we while we are in the ministry it's not for the money definitely it is not for fame it's for glorifying our Lord Jesus Christ and our eternal God Uh, because we're going to be spending eternity with him if we're faithful to him. And I would encourage you, each one of you, that listen to this to uh, make certain, uh, reevaluate yourself at least once every month. Am I doing this because I love people and I love the Lord and I want them to know the love and happiness of having a soul that is presenting to the Lord Jesus Christ Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing, or am I just in this for something else? Uh, Reexamine yourself, because if you don't, first thing you know is you'll be falling into this thing of, uh, well, you know, is this a big church, or is it really great for people to tell me how wonderful I am? No, that's not what it's about. It's about winning people to Christ. He is the one that we represent. And each thing we say, each thing we do, where we go, all these things are our responsibility to make sure that this is the way Christ lived. This is the way Christ wants us to live and to speak and to do. If you don't, it's a waste of time. And, And that's something that we only have a certain amount of. Right now, I'm not a teenager any longer. Uh, My my life began really in Christ to really the seriousness of it when I was a teenager, and uh, I'd gone to college in uh, one of our our uh, in Russellville, Arkansas, and. I kind of got with the wrong crowd and began to do uh, drink, drinking some beer and all of that, i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't do anything with it because after uh, two or three i just looped out and uh one one night I was up there and uh i got out of the car that we were in and uh, i was going to to uh, uh, I said, I, I, I need to. I smoke. I smoke. I need a cigarette, and I, I didn't remember anything else until a little, little a bit later on. But downtown, downtown in Russellville, Arkansas, there was a Christian church with a with a huge uh, lit cross on it, and uh, the next thing I knew, I was laying flat on my face across. Crosswise on a uh, on a sidewalk, and I was trying trying to get up, and I I have like having trouble getting up, and I looked up, and then, and there was that that big cross right in front of me, and I will tell you, uh, if I can use the term, scared the hell out of me. It was the most terrifying thing that I literally, hmm. literally. And tried to find a hole to crawl in, and I couldn't. I couldn't move one way or the other. I—I I thought all I could do was just have tears run down my cheek, and I said, "God, if you'll get me out of this, if you'll get me out of this, I will never ever touch it again. Please, please, get me out of this." And and I was just scared to death. And I don't know why I wallowed around and I still couldn't get up and how the other guys that were with me uh, a little before that, that, I don't know how they found me, but they finally drove up and uh, uh, got me and and took me back down to the uh, college and they rolled me up on the upper bunk of somebody there. But I will tell you for sure, I have never, never tasted any type of alcoholic drink since that time. But I was scared. I knew. I knew everything that I was doing was totally against God. And that that was something that I knew I don't want to go to hell because of the stupidity of myself. But that's what I, the head direction I was headed into. Examine yourself with by the word of God. You know I have to do that do, do that real often.
0: Sure, sin is not. I'm always saying sin is not a a mistake. It's a choice. We choose to do what is wrong rather than what is right. It's not, I, I say a mistake is tripling over the speed bump in the Walmart parking lot. You don't want to do that. <laughs> but sin is a choice. Right. And, and salvation okay. is a choice as well. And it sounds to me like the Lord really saved you to a, to a lifetime of work.
1: Well, he, he did. He did. And, and, and I, I said, if you get me out of this, I will, I will, I will do whatever you want me to do. Go wherever you want me to go. It didn't make a difference. But just get me out of this, and and he did. And uh, and God has been so fantastic to me, and fantastic wife, and, and two fantastic uh, children, and grandchildren, and all of them are are, are strong Christian uh, people, and and God just has, has used me. Uh, I mean, you can't imagine when I was a, a teenager. I mean, I was very shy. I was so shy, you know, you could look at me and, and I blushed and kind of, <laughs> you know, I didn't know, I just kind of bumble over myself. But God changed all that. I didn't think I could get up before a congregation of people and, and speak, but I did. There wasn't anything that I was, great doing, but God, God used me, so don't say, well, you know, I'm not a silver time orator. Don't say to yourself, I- I'm afraid that I'll make a mistake. Give yourself to the Lord. He doesn't make mistakes, and if he sends you out to be his servant, you will be taken care of. He took care of everyone in the, in the holy word of God. Even put one one fellow in the belly of a whale to try to get him straightened out, and and it may take that for you or for me. I don't know what may have to go through, but you know if you're as stubborn as I was, uh, he may have to hit you pretty good.
0: Well, he brought you literally to the foot of the cross, didn't he?
1: Oh, very much so.
0: In Russellville.
1: Very much. Very
0: very near to my hometown. Well. (laughs) You were up in in Missouri uh during that that is you went back for one year, is that correct? Mm-hmm. And so you were going to that church and then where did you go from there after you finished uh that well, year in school?
1: Well, uh we uh, we uh I came to Stuttgart, Arkansas. Uh one of my uh good friends wanted to uh, start a church there in Stuttgart and so we we started the church there and uh, built the church building, and uh, we were there for two or three years, and uh, then, then from there, uh, uh, probably my memory is not that good. Was, was uh, that Little Rock next? No, let guess see. We went to uh, uh, Piggott, uh, went to Peggy, Arkansas.
0: I did not know you were in yeah. Pigot and being an Arkansas boy, I know about all these yeah. churches, and, yeah. and I didn't know you started the the Church C- Central Christian Church in Stuttgart. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And yes, yeah. yeah,
0: I've spoken there in the past, and and uh, good folks. Yeah, they there. just
1: they just made some uh, some terrible terrible mistakes uh, by just you know not not being careful as to who they, they brought in as minister. Yeah. And then really, really ruined that. But uh went from from there uh we went to Pigot, Arkansas. And we was at Pigot, Arkansas for about three years and then we there to uh uh Selmer, Tennessee.
0: I see I forgot you were at Selmer and Selmer is where Beth and I lived the first seven months of our marriage.
1: Oh I was.
0: And and just not far from the church there and it was the Selmer church, the preacher there, that that reached my dad and got him back to the Lord. A few oh, okay. years before he died. And, of course, now we live about 15 miles from Selmer, just across the state line in Corinth, Mississippi. Uh-huh. So th- we just could have almost crossed paths a lot of times, couldn't we? Yes,
1: yeah, we certainly could have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was a, a, a good congregation there.
0: Still is. Yeah. Summer's a, a great congregation, yeah. and I might say to our listeners, they're one of our uh, what we call a partner congregation. They help keep us on the road.
1: Well, that's great. That's great, great people. Oh yes, and yes, we we loved them, and they, and they loved us, and and we we hated to to leave, but but uh, my brother who was at the uh, uh, new church there in Little Rock uh, called, and he said that they the men there had, uh, Talked it over and and they wanted me to come as as a full time preacher uh, because the one the the one that started the church could not be full time because he had a full time job and so the Lord led us to do that and so we left from there and went to Little Rock um, and
0: that was the Southwest no it was the New Testament Christian Church at the right, time
1: New Testament right, right. At, at the time and um, once again I mean, God blessed and we grew. And built uh, uh, another new unit, and uh, everything was going really, 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 really good. And uh, uh, I wanted to do more evangelism because they got to the point where they were saying, you know, you need to spend more time in the in the office. Than, than...
0: <laughs> Excuse me for laughing, but I've heard that so many times in almost 50 years of preaching. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I don't people think that you you know that your main job is to sit sit in a and uh, uh and office all morning long just in case I wanna come by and chit chat with you. Yeah. Uh but uh, uh yeah, they hate to see us go in and and, and and but but we felt the need to do uh, to do that. And then I thought that's God began to place a place on my heart. There's something else you need to be doing. Uh but but because there's the we we need a church in Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. And uh uh so I kept thinking it over and over and over until finally I, I resigned from the church there and uh uh at, at uh, Little Rock and I went to work for uh one of the insurance company and uh uh was doing quite well in it and then uh I heard about some people that were who had who kinda of wanted to have a church in Hot Springs and then when I heard of uh, they gave me the name of a couple of different families that I knew and I said that's it. That's that's the ones that we need, uh, because I know them so well. Mm-hmm. So I uh I'd only worked in New York life for about a year. Maybe just a dive over that. And uh uh we we moved to uh uh Hot Springs and uh, uh we started church and and uh we started off with about uh uh somewhere around uh, thirty five to forty people.
0: That's a good start in Arkansas. Oh yeah, very, yeah. very
1: much so. And and uh, uh, we began to grow and grow and then we built the building there, and uh, uh, it was a big size, nice building. It's very. Uh, ni- I remember uh, the building, very nice building. Yeah, yes, sir. That's yeah, around. in around. Yeah. Uh,
0: very contemporary for its day.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, God really blessed, and, and we had. I remember the the uh, the first baptism that we had there was. No, just a few months after we moved over there and uh, a man called me up and he said, I know I need to be baptized and he said, I remember you uh years ago when you were at Dark Corner, that you preached my mother's funeral. And he said, I I have ever since then I knew that because mom had Told me, you know, she wished I would be baptized, and so he uh, he came, and we took him out into the uh, lake out, out there, and uh, uh, buried him in in uh, Christian baptism. And of course, he was as faithful as he could possibly be. There today participated in things. Uh, and but we grew and grew in leaps and bounds, and we had one of the most fantastic uh, youth groups that I've ever seen. I mean, there was there was only about the full fifteen to eighteen young teenagers, but all of them were good singers and and uh, uh, just loved the Lord, and it was they were just fantastic, no matter what. What happened. And the families were just one after the other that were so dedicated to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that was about one of the happiest times uh, since Dark Corner because mm-hmm. of the, uh, the way that things were going. And, uh, and then I, I reached a point finally that I said, you know, I've, I've got to slow down some because. I really felt I was neglecting my own family mm-hmm. because I was out and I was gone the biggest part of the time and so uh uh that was when I resigned uh, and and uh, we moved back to, to, like, to do that
0: full circle back to home
1: um, yeah back back home to do it and uh I worked with my father in law uh he had a uh, uh, well a they partner in Napa that Park, that auto parts store mm-hmm. and uh so we worked there, and of course, about a year later uh he uh died suddenly, and so I took that to take over and, and and run it but uh you know God has blessed in in every respect, and uh I know being here in Murfreesboro, where we are now, you know it uh I think of all of the ministers who are here and, and the, the great ones, that uh, the way that this congregation has helped so many, many, many people. It has. Uh, is, uh, it's just, well, you, when you walk in the doors, you know you're home. You, you know, they're, they're, they're that, that type of people.
0: Some good folks. And uh, for our listeners, again, Beth and I ministered here for four years back in the early 90s. Before moving to Tennessee, and that was the last stop before starting this ministry, but uh good folks now you moved here <clears throat> during covid is that not right right? right right and the purpose for moving from DeWitt to here
1: because i uh, had had a stroke three years well it 's been about three years ago, and so my, my left side i couldn't couldn 't move my left arm i couldn 't move my left leg, nothing on the left side, and I still have a slur in my. Speech and I, I can't get my voice back uh, the way I the way I, I want it to be.
0: Well, you've spoken very clearly today. But, well, that's yeah.
1: good. Well, God is going good to me when mm-hmm. I need to. Uh,
0: I've been told that you give some of the most wonderful communion meditations. Uh, Several people have told me how much they appreciate when you give a communion meditation.
1: Well, I I enjoy doing that. You know, when I I, I thought that would happen, and, and then and I. I actually, actually, I've got a sermon you know, since then that goes with that. But uh, you know, to think about uh, a, a little boy, how many times they come up to you and say, "Do you, you know how much I love you?" and stretch those arms out it's as far as they can stretch you you know, and you know, this much they'll say, "I love you this much." Yeah. And and uh, I said, you know, you, "Do you think?" Uh, Jesus ever, ever ever did that. If he ever said maybe to his, you know, his earthly father or, or brother or, or somebody, and and said, you know how much I love like you, but I said, you know, if you take that little Jesus with his arm down and fast forward it twenty some years, and there's a soldier on each side pulling his arm. And the other two so the soldiers are are there with big hammer and nails and mm-hmm. pegs, and they're pounding and putting him to the cross. That he is paying the ultimate price for our salvation, and said, anyway that's why we have communion. Uh, Jesus said this in my this is my body, and this is my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. Yes, sir. He paid the He paid the supreme price for our sinfulness, and I said, you know, it's, it's 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 just the most beautiful thing in the world, and yet, you know, so tragic that what he had to go through. But each and every time you sin, you know, if I've get getting only into the, into what I'd planned for a sermon, but I didn't have couldn't the sermon then, <laughs> uh, but you know each each time you hear that little you hear those knocking the hammer that's because you know because you died this week or or you were disgusted about something or you lost your temper or you said something you shouldn't have said or did something you shouldn't do. You sin and each time each time the Bible says know well, God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I said, you know, that's that's why we're here today. We're together together and partake of this loaf and of this cup to remember that our sinfulness is what's in to the cross. Yes, sir. And that's the payment for it, but I said, you know, if if you're not living for the lord jesus christ uh you know why why are you why are you not living for it that's the price it was paid
0: well dwayne, you served as a preacher as an evangelist and as an elder, I believe, didn't you yeah. at DeWitt? Yes. Uh-huh. and uh you've seen a lot through the church and through the years. A question I like to ask when I have time uh, of some of our guests is, what do you see? And You can take this as a one part, two part, or three part. Just take a third or all of it together. I don't care. What do you see as the greatest challenge facing the church, individual Christians, and or preachers going forward from today?
1: Well, the uh, the biggest thing is that uh, somehow or another we have lost our lost our way mm-hmm. uh, our, and and what we're supposed to be about. Yes, sir. Uh, We've just been, it's been <clears throat> made into entertainment, mm-hmm. so that people come and say, "Why that was you? That thing? I was a terrific, terrific choir." great uh, musical program or fantastic preacher that's not what it's about it's about Jesus Christ it's about eternity it's about our relationship hmm. uh we' we're, we're the children of God and and we need to act like we're children of God he's our heavenly father he's in charge not not looking for something both where' would I really like to go you know what what church do I want to attend? Yeah. Go where the Word of God is, is taught. Go where you're needed. That's right. You know, sometimes you go because you, you, you just, you don't, you feel like, well, I've been in the church this week. Well, big D, you know. That's, I, I think if I'd told my uh, school teachers, because I didn't make very good grades, uh, you know, well, so I made a D on that thing. Well, what's wrong with that, you know? I, uh, if I'd made a bit better grade I would have filmed much better about it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we we, we we lose sight of of I think about as much as anything, we lose sight of the fact that this may be our last breath. Yes. Our sir. last our our last day in this bold body that's alive
0: if anything should have brought that to attention the last several years uh with all the covid stuff and everything else that has been said uh, and all the christians being murdered around the world uh, that should be brought to our full attention and you are correct the the uh, Christianity the goal of Christianity is the glory of God, not the happiness of man. We have talked about that this week, yeah. and in our country everybody has to be happy, yeah. and it's not about our happiness; it's about God's glory. And if God, if we give God the glory, we will receive happiness as a secondary benefit of that. But give the glory to God. Amen. Amen.
1: Yeah. And and, and that that's and, and and I would encourage anyone thinking about uh being a Christian or, or being a, a Christian preacher, teacher, whatever, uh that 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 you uh make certain that you're doing this for him. This is not about you. This is not about your fame or how great you are or your applause you might get. Yes sir. It's not about that at all. It's about you sharing the Lord Jesus Christ, the way of salvation. That 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 soul might be with heaven, heaven with you.
0: Well, you being an evangelist as you have been, and are. Uh, I, I would like to give you the opportunity, if you would, today, because uh, again, as we've discussed before the program, this program is being downloaded all around the world. And uh, would you take a moment and just share if someone wants to become a Christian? How would they get into Christ and begin their walk with Christ? What would be the steps that would that would begin things for them?
1: Well, the first thing, of course, is that you then they must hear. They must hear about it. Someone to tell them, or that or if you have uh, the Bible, or you, or you uh, have a friend that's a Christian and talk to them about it. You know, uh, uh, about why, why do I need Christ in my life? And then uh, uh if you have a for you can read in in a word of God uh and see what it says, because what it says is exactly what it means. Yes, sir. And uh, uh when somebody comes along and says, Well yeah, I know it says it, but this, this, this is just as good. No, that's not right. Mm-hmm. if you 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 take and enter exactly what it says. You have to, to uh uh die the old person. The old soul that's within you. And, and become as a brand new person and you can do that by the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh yes. that because when you uh uh when you came into this world, you came into this world because of the seed that was planted and you were brought into this world in a sack of water and you were, when you were born and when it uh when they when that is broken uh, open. Then you are here, a new baby in Christ, not a new baby. Right. And and the Word of God tells us very plainly that Jesus and he looked at Nicodemus and He said, you know, you must be born again. Mm-hmm. And He said, well, how can I be born again? And then the very next chapter, he, Jesus goes out into the area and begins sowing seed. know, some mm-hmm. of it. Planted in, they've got birds eat part of up, and others in the weeds and so forth. Not, not all, not every time that that you have a birth, uh, a physical birth. But if you listen to it and you take the word, the seed of God, and you believe it, and you whatever the Bible tells you to you are to do, you do that, and then you are baptized into Christ. That is you believe that Jesus is the Christ, he is the Son of God and and uh, in order to receive him, I have to let the old person, this old man that I was that I' have been I, I want him to die mm-hmm. and have new life in Christ and so uh, when they when I die when I accept Christ as my Lord and Savior, and we bury him, uh, him, but we bury him in water, just as Jesus told them in the day, on the day of Pentecost. They uh, they were buried, and Rome when they rise up, Romans six chapter tells us you are raised up to walk in newness of life. Yes, sir. You're a brand new person. Mm-hmm. Every sin you've ever committed, hey, that's gone. It's gone. You start all over again. Mm-hmm. And that's the greatest thing in the whole wide world that I that I don't have to. I don't have to answer to God now for the time when I was drunk and I was doing stupid things. I don't have to answer for that because that's all been paid. Yes, This, this is up to me now to make certain that I live for Him and that I I, I don't do things that that uh, uh, that He tells me I'm not to do. And that's one reason why you know I want to share Christ, even through this, this broadcast that we're having here today. Hopefully mm-hmm. that you're somebody who will, will listen and and that you too might know the, the, the glory and the happiness to know that if I die today, if I get hit by a car, if I get hit by a bullet, if I have a heart attack, whatever, and I die, I know I know where I'm going to spend eternity. I know because of the Lord has said, you know, that's, that's the way you're going to be saved. I gave my life for you. I shed my blood for you. And I've, I've made you into a brand new creature in your mind. And that's why I, I, I would encourage everyone that that to any of this podcast that That the Word of God is true. All you have to do is follow it and it's not complicated. It's just a matter of am I willing to quit doing, do I want to quit doing the things I know are wrong and I need help because I can't do it by myself like I was when I lay on the sidewalk that night. I could not help myself. But I have never been as scared in my life as I was then because I knew I knew exactly why, how I got there. I have no clue because I was nowhere near that place. But I, and how they found me, I don't know. But they did, and I rejoice in it to this very day.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that, and let me say to our listeners. If you are outside of Christ and you would like to be a Christian, uh, find someone who will take your confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Repent of your sins, as Brother Duane has just shared. That is, turn away from the way you're living that is ungodly and turn to the cross of Christ and His Word. And, uh, And then you need to be buried with Christ in baptism. Baptism means to be totally immersed in a watery grave. And find someone who immerse you for the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit, as Acts chapter 2, verse 38 tells us, and many other verses in the Bible. If uh, if you're somewhere in the world and cannot find someone to do that, contact us through our website at rocksolidministries.org and our contact page or through this podcast, and we'll do everything we can to find someone and send them to you. And the same goes for anyone in the continental United States, we will find someone get them to you. We should be able to do that. But if we cannot, and you are determined to accept Christ, uh, one of our evangelists will travel to you anywhere in the United States and baptize you into Christ because it is just that important. So please do remember that. Uh, Brother Duane, do you have anything else to share before we go today?
1: Just listen to the Word of God to know that it is true. And God is doing everything reach out and he, as He gave His only begotten Son to die on Calvary's cross to pay for your sins and mine and God loves you so very much mm-hmm. more than anybody or anything could ever love Should make sure that you take advantage of this love because without that your soul is lost and then you are only the only, the only uh, uh, thing you can depend upon is that the devil is going to have you for all of eternity. Yes, sir. And it's going to be in hell, and that's the that you do not want to be. That's so right. just listen to the word of God and follow it. And there are plenty of people that do want to share and will share with you the Holy Word of God. And God will come and live within your life. And that way, when you have a question, you can just question God and He'll and find, He will tell you the answer.
0: And Remember, you don't, you don't have to believe Duane and I because we're on this podcast. Pick up a Bible and read it for yourself and God will show you what to do. And we are so assured that we don't have to give you instructions, though we've given you some idea of what you can do. The Bible will share that with you as well. well. Brother Duane, I can't tell you what an honor it was to be able to sit here and visit with you today. And, and I thank you again for the encouragement you gave me when I was a preacher in my early 20s and the help that you gave us when we were uh, just down the road from Dark Corner Church at Gould, Arkansas. Yeah. And uh, we just hope and we'll be praying for you for for continued recovery from the stroke and that you just become stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And uh, just know a lot of folks love you and appreciate the ministry that you've had through the years. And let me say to our listeners that if this podcast has been an encouragement to you, we hope you'll share it with your friends and co-workers in Christ. And until next time, this is Evangelist Tom Weaver saying goodbye And may God pour down his blessings on you like a Mississippi rain.
1: Amen.